You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It's great to be with you all. Today, we are going to be talking about planning for college, which is on some of your radars. If not right now, it will be in the future, somehow, some way. And I've asked one of my friends, Karina Dusenberry, to join us to talk about that very topic. So, Karina, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, um, I grew up in Missouri and found my way out this way after uh, my own college experiences. I got interested in writing and art when I was in elementary, actually not elementary school, junior high. And um, at that point, I had learned a little bit about journalism, and so I studied that in school. But um, obviously, as you learn a little bit more about yourself, um, your road can twist in different directions. So kept my plan with my degree, but ended up um, actually focusing a little bit more on advertising, hoping that going into nonprofits with that focus Mm. would help me do some good in the world. Um, Got into my very first job and realized, whoa, this is not a fit for me. (laughs) There was a lot more sales and um, just other things I wasn't expecting um, because I didn't do a lot of internships while I was in school. I was definitely just focused on um, making the grades and doing kind of what I thought I was expected to do. So after that, I had my what am I going to do with my life moment. I ended up working at a college campus in admissions and realized, wow, people get paid to work with college students. So that started my road um, in higher education. I ended up at Iowa. And while I was in school there, um, worked in career services and just kind of fell in love with helping people figure out Mm. what they were going to do. That led, led me out to the Carolinas. So I worked at UNC Charlotte for about 12 or 15 years, um, doing everything from recruiting students to career services and academic advising. Awesome. And then just on a personal note, um, also came out to the Carolinas, met my husband, Nick, Mm -hmm. who um, works at Forest Hill. um, And we have a two-year-old daughter who definitely keeps us on our toes. Yes, indeed. Well, very good. Well, just so the listeners know, we are talking to Dr. Dusenberry. So I say that's not my street name. So (laughs) (laughs) you can just call me Karina. Yeah, totally. But something that we're very proud of for you. And well, thank you. As we talk about preparing for college, even as you were explaining kind of a little bit of your story, you have the what am I going to do with my life moment. And so some of what you're doing right now is to provide some of that clarity to families and for their son or daughter who is approaching college or very well may be in college. So you're working on somewhat of a business that called Maximize College. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about that approach? Sure. So when you're going through something yourself, um, I just kind of assumed I was a person who thought I wanted to do something and um, just got twisted around. But then when you work in a university setting, you start to see this is not an uncommon issue that mm. people run into. Right. And so um, one of the things, I loved my work with college students, but I would often have these moments where I thought, gosh, if I just could have had a certain conversation yeah. with a student before you got here, maybe you could be in a better place mm-hmm. at this point in time. So um, when I left higher education to do something on my own, I said, 
I really want to be working with students before they make some of these commitments to schools and to specific majors to help them ask the questions that I think all of us should be asking before we commit to a path for our life. So that's really what Maximize College is about, is how do we, rather than making college the end goal, actually start asking bigger questions about our life so that college really is a means to some of those other goals. Yep, that's really good. Well, let's get into some of that there. Sure. Let's just start with common misconceptions about college planning. And you kind of alluded to that, that college is not the end goal, yes, but it means yes. the end. So what are some of those surrounding misconceptions that people often place on college? Sure. So I think the biggest one is that college is it. Um, yeah. I think we live in a society where we direct a lot of students um, through the path that once you're finishing high school, college is your next step. Right. Um, for many students, it will be. But even if that's true, what that path to a bachelor's degree looks like can be so different. It mm-hmm. might include community college. Um, I think one of the things we're embracing here in the States that a lot of European countries do are gap years. Mm-hmm. And that's a year that a student takes off to go serve and just learn a little bit more about themselves. So um, the encouragement that I have for anyone who's looking at their student getting older and taking that next step after high school is don't think your plan has to fit in any certain box. I Mm -hmm. think it's really individual to the student and where they are. Um, I think we... We live in a world where some kind of training is usually critical, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that traditional four-year. And if it is, I think there are still a lot of pieces um, that are moving moving parts that may dictate how a student gets there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there a part of that where... is, Is it a misconception or maybe it falls into the fear category that if you don't go to college, then you won't be successful? In life, is that a misconception that you have seen and helped some families navigate? Oh, I through? mean, of course. Look at Facebook. <laughs> you know, look at different organizations. You have lots of people yeah. in leadership yeah. roles who either didn't go to college or didn't earn a degree. So I think we can sometimes wrap too much in a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also relates a lot to what I do. Is a lot of times people will get so focused on getting into college they forget why they're going or how am I going to get out of college prepared for what I want to do. So um, when I think about misconceptions, um, there's more than one way to get to what you're meant to do. Um, College is just one of those specific avenues that can help you or could be used as a tool along the way. Yeah, that's great. So why is planning for college so stressful on students and parents from conversations you've had, just (laughs) observations you make. It seems to be a high stress time. Sure. Well, I, you know, when I think about the stresses, I would put them into two categories. I think there are some things that are just real stresses um, that many students or families have to go through. And then um, I want to call some of them maybe magnified stresses, maybe even... Um, stresses we create ourselves. So with the real stresses um, in that category, I would say is finance. I believe the statistics that I've read is over the last couple of decades, the price of college has risen double the rate of inflation. So Mm. that's real. That's real pressure for students to figure out how am I going to pay for things? Um, I think it adds more pressure on middle-class families with how we're going to add college on top of what we're already doing. So that's a real stress. It also then 
adds more work on students. How am I going to find scholarships or other avenues to pay for this? Um, that's leading a lot of students to work per part-time jobs while yeah. they're in school and, um, you know, carrying five to 10 hours of work is one thing, but carrying 20 plus hours of work while you're also in school is really hard. So that's a a pressure. Um, I would also say with the admissions criteria, You've got a lot of talented students who just don't test well. So I think there are pressures Mm. around the SAT and the ACT that are just real things that make part of planning difficult. Um, The other side of this is there's just this frenzy around getting into colleges. Mm. I know not everyone jumps into it or buys into it, but I think with those misconceptions, there can be an idea that you need to attend a specific Mm -hmm. type of school. I mean, you hear a lot about finding your dream school. And a lot of times these are schools that are very elite and difficult Mm -hmm. to get into. So I think there are Um, situations where students get really obsessed with, I've got to have the test scores and the activities and all of these things. And um, it can create a lot of stress that may not need to be a part of your story and a part of your process. Yeah. So with your approach, this Mm -hmm. Maximize College, and even just what you've seen from your experience working in admissions and helping some college students kind of navigate their way, what What's the different approach that you are presenting to families to, one, you're dealing with the misconceptions Mm -hmm. and some of the stress, which are both pulling at them in different directions at different times. So just how are you helping, you know, uh, potential college students and families approach college differently? Sure. So I think when you don't know what your end game is, you are just throwing darts in the wind. Um, You feel like you've got to do everything perfectly because you don't know, am I going to have the scores to get into a school? Um, Am I going to have all the experiences I need to move forward? So I think when you are planning with the end in mind, where you're learning a little bit more about what are my skills, what are my interests, where does this narrow my focus? Um, It can help narrow down automatically the types of schools you might be looking for. Um, one of the things that I talk about in general, um, at this point, I don't do any actual coaching on this, but hope to move forward with this is how do we even start with our budget? So yeah. we know what we've got to put toward college and you can also develop an understanding of what colleges really cost. I think some of the good news out there is a sticker price of a college is not necessarily what a student mm. pays, right. but yeah. the discounts that different schools offer really vary based on the type of student they're trying to recruit. So if you get a better understanding of what can we afford as a family and then what kind of schools are actively recruiting students like mine, you start to see how that price pressure can come down. I can then narrow down that list of schools based on subjects that I would like to study. So I think it's the, instead of like, I've got to do all these things to get into a college, if you can better focus on why you want to go to college Mm. and what I need to get from that experience you can then start putting in those other pieces. Yeah, I think that's really great. This phrase keeps coming to my mind as you're talking is that there is a responsibility on parents that is somewhat like purpose planning, Mm -hmm. that helping your child identify who they are, how God made them, how God, God wired them, and does is college that fit that sets them up for the future or this purpose planning base kind of that you're describing. So to kind of get into those details there, 
How does a person's skill, talent, interests, and future dreams positively or negatively affect college planning? Oh, goodness. I would say from the positive aspect, I think that's the easier part of that question to answer is when you have a more solid focus on what am I good at? What just comes naturally to me? What can I build on? Um, I think that helps you build that end game. Mm -hmm. It it helps you see these are areas I might focus. This does seem to align with getting a college degree. And so you can have that purpose or feel like, yes, my my choice to go to college is really um, the right fit. I think it then narrows down further as it starts to direct you towards certain types of majors. Um, I don't really feel like skills and interests necessarily have a negative impact where I could say it could become negative is when you become too fixated on one outcome. Okay. Um, a lot of what I do is helping students choose careers, but I always use the caveat of it's really your starting place. So many people change careers and move into different fields, and it's not always because they yeah. chose something wrong yeah. the first time. It's that they got an experience, they develop new skills, they develop new connections, and it moved them in another direction. So I think a lot of it is focusing in a major or focusing in a starter career that line up with your skills, interests, and values, but being aware that this is going to be fluid throughout the rest of your life. Um, Maybe you will be that person that starts with one organization in one position and stays there for 30 years, but more likely than not, you'll make a change. So it's good to know how skills and interests and values play into all of that so that you can do it again and again. Yeah, especially as new science comes out about around human development and adolescent brain development, if they're not completely fully developed as an adult until they're 25, they're out of college. And so we're (laughs) expecting them to make life-altering decisions while they're still developing. And And investing a lot of money while they're still developing. (laughs) And to expect that this is the final decision is uh, is not fair to, to put on the parent or Absolutely. So putting some of those parameters in place are helpful to kind of be a little more realistic and Mm -hmm. somewhat to take the pressure off you. And we'll get into this in a little bit, but I would like to drill down a little bit deeper from skills, talents, values. Maybe it's more of a, a church thing or a Christian thing, but we talk about calling a lot Mm -hmm. and we may overemphasize it as at times, but there is a, a reality to it that mm-hmm. some whether it's God's planted something in you or given you a vision for life that you're called towards you mm-hmm. you move in this direction you seem to gravitate towards it over and over again how would you uh, advise parents to factor in calling when it comes to college planning sure well I think the thing that we have to remember is with all the discussion of calling in the Bible our greatest calling is to God. Um, That is the universal calling. It is um, what I feel like as parents, our greatest goal for our kids needs to be. So um, I would say at this point, and I say this humbly, I have a two-year-old daughter. I'm I'm still navigating this, (laughs) this road, but I feel like there are so many things that we want for our kids and so many things we've got to work them through that those can become the focus. You know, in my situation, it was 
please sleep. And now we're moving forward. Like, please use the potty. These things can seem like they're so important in the moment. Um, And they get more serious as they get older that I want my kids to have friends. I want my kids to do well in school so that they have more opportunities. But if we make those things that are important, the ultimate thing, I think we do our kids a disservice. So if I could say anything about calling first, I would say, be in prayer, be with God, be in discussion with your child about that ultimate calling that doesn't, doesn't change at all in your life either. Um, then with that as the foundation, I think the cool thing is your kid then is, um, tapped into what they need to be for understanding calling too. Um, both you as the parent and then your child can be looking toward God, listening, um, taking that time to be open to what he might want to say about a specific direction. Um, I also feel like we live in a time in a, like an age, And also, I would say many listeners live in a place of privilege where we even have options to think about what we want to do. Yeah. You know, Jesus was a carpenter first because that's what his father did. Um, Not everyone now does exactly what, not everyone now is born into what they'll do. So in some ways, this idea of calling, I think that's where the skills and interests and values come in. And I think as parents, what we're able to do is... Talk to our kids to help them understand where they're skilled or yeah. start to make connect the dots in different places. Um, I think all of us can have blind spots. If you're good at something, you don't always realize that you're good at it. So as a parent, you can start to show that to your child. I know that our kids don't always hear us as much as they hear other people in their lives too. Mm-hmm. So I think helping them, whether it's a youth group leader or someone else to have these conversations about what do you see as something yeah. that makes me unique? I think that starts to give us clues to our calling. Yeah, that's really good. And I, I like to lean into the parents a little mm-hmm. bit here and get a little uncomfortable if sure. we may. When it comes to trusting God in college planning, there's the side of like helping your child figure out calling, and that's a privilege of parenting. But I love that you talked about expand the circle and let other people of positive influence speak into that calling as well and kind of cultivate what God is doing in your son and daughter's lives. But when it comes to college planning, this kind of takes us back up to the stress area. Yes. Where I know for me, the first thing throughout the window is trusting God. When I'm stressed, it's like, I got to figure this out. I got to control this. When it comes to college planning, the thing that I have heard through my student mm-hmm. ministry experience throughout the years is students will tell me that their parents want them to get a job that pays well. And what that means is to sacrifice something that they're interested in or what they think they're called to, especially mm-hmm. if they sense a call from God towards some sort of nonprofit area or some outreach uh, outlet where they're going to serve or provide goods and services for people that doesn't have you know a high income for it. So when it comes, what would you say to parents in this uncomfortable space where they're trying to care for their son and daughter, you know, to go, hey, I want you to make a living. I want you to live you know, sure. after you get out of college. But when it comes to, okay, trust God here that they don't have to get in the most prestigious college to make it in life right? and trust what God is doing in your son and daughter's life as well. And so how would you 
address that trust issue? I mean, number one, I think you just laid it out there really well to say um, we need to have that trust. Mm -hmm. I think one of the challenges to parenting older, um, young adults, um, older kids is they are going to be taking on more and more responsibility for their lives. And I would say, number one, there's just a general transition of what it's like to parent a um, younger child to I'm parenting a college student. I mean, I see that. That's something that we worked with a lot is even the even rules, federal laws around um, what parents have the ability to know about their student changes when they get into college. So I think you begin to prepare for that by letting go. You know, Mm -hmm. trusting lets you begin that letting go process. Um, it's hard because I think there are different motivations behind parents being concerned about what their, their child's looking at. Sometimes it is that fear of, oh, this may not make enough money. Will, will you have the kind of life that I would like for you to have? I think other times you can see, gosh, my child's talking about going into the arts and I know they have no <laughs> skill in that area. So I think the most yeah. important thing is to look at what is, what's the motive behind my disagreement in my child's path. Is it really concerns that, you know, God's the one who's in control of this, or is it me seeing a blind spot that my student has? Um, as far as trusting in God, if we knew how to package that, mm. we'd be selling that and yeah, say, you know, X, Y, yeah. and Z, and this is what's going to help you trust yeah. God. So I think it's just a matter of being in prayer and just step by step. I think it's a daily release of your child to say, I'm going to let them make choices. I think sometimes that means letting them fail, which Mm -hmm. is hard to do as well. But um, the flip side of that is also setting boundaries. If you're involved in paying for your child's education, I think it's okay to let them pursue things, but set boundaries around it. If they're not making certain grades or not doing certain things to progress towards something they feel called to, I think that's absolutely an appropriate time to intervene in that decision your child's made. Yeah. That's good. I love to, we reiterate that over and over again. Parenting is definitely a course in trusting God (laughs) at every stage along the way. Well, uh, we'll start wrapping up this podcast. And we've talked about different things from financial planning to kind of skill assessment and interest identification. What are the essentials for college planning, if you were to narrow it down and put it in kind of a summary as we wrap it up here, and then we'll talk about how they connect with you and maximize college, but just give us a short summary. Sure. So the part that's on the student's end is to be as eligible for admission to colleges and um, scholarships is do what you need to in the classroom. Be sure you are up on the different um, things like deadlines. I think schools do a good job of providing calendars to students. So making sure that that student has that responsibility of keeping up with the guidance office. If they're doing that, I feel like in some ways the logistics can happen automatically. Um, As far as what I say are essentials, would be sometime around the tail end of the sophomore year, have the family start looking at the budget and make the decisions. Are we as parents going to be involved in financing this? Um, If we're not in a position to do this, um, what will my student be responsible for? And start figuring out what the budget is then. And I think you can start figuring out what's really affordable for us as a family. Um, Next steps would be maybe 
beginning of junior year, start to look at what direction may I want to take. Careers will evolve, but um, in order to graduate in four years, you've got to have a major. So that's really a critical piece. If you understand the types of careers that you may look at, it will be easier to decide the majors you may want to pursue. And that just helps you then move into applying to colleges, um, knowing the types of colleges that offer good programs or just a, a, a steady basic foundation for what you want to do. Yeah, that's great. And then kind of one quick uh, question here. What's the win for college planning? Or a successful college planning, what is that? Sure, that like? I think it is finding that balance. Nothing is unstressful. Like we, yep. we need stress in life to do anything. Yeah. So I don't think it's to say that you have this this stress free planning process. I would just say the win is being intentional, like working Good. your building blocks. Um, I hate to see students where they missed enjoying their final high school years because they were so stressed and investing Mm. so much time in applications and scholarship search. If you are putting some foundational things like understanding your budget, I have a a decision about what I want to do that's based on real facts and experiences versus just a whim that I have. I think that that starts to put things in place. And then I think just as much as we've talked about parents needing to trust, students have got to trust at the end of the day that God is going to direct their path with maybe where they get into school um, and what opportunities they have. Yeah. Uh, Well, give us, give our parents a final piece of advice or encouragement along this topic. Sure. I, I would say the biggest thing is you don't have to do it all. Um, meaning that you don't need to have the perfect scores, the perfect grades, the perfect, um, involvement, realize that this is just another step on the journey. And I think if you're treating college as more of an end, it will be a little bit easier to have fun with college and also have some purpose behind it. That's great. And I will affirm that because I think that's my story. If you were to go back and look at my three-digit SAT scores, <laughs> and you know, I'm like, but I'm here. You know, I went to college, I graduated from college, and I, I have a great job that I love and enjoy. But man, I was there. I was like, I'm not going to make it. I don't think I'm going to get through. Uh, Absolutely. And so, to you did point, it. Yeah. You are living proof. Some, yes, somehow. And praise God. <laughs> so, Karina, thank you so much. Absolutely. Let me say a prayer as we wrap this up. Heavenly Father, the scripture that comes to my mind over and over and over through this conversation has been Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that we trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, that we acknowledge you in all our ways, and you will direct our paths. I pray that for our parents whose son or daughter is entering into that stage of college planning, whether that's right at the beginning of high school or they're almost at the very end and things are getting really real. And that transition is about to take place. Thank you for this time with Karina. And I pray they would give the parents the confidence that they need to plan for college well and to allow you into that planning. We pray a blessing on our families as they navigate the college years with their kids. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.